Clancy Pasta presents The Backwards Book, written by Final Report. The clock struck seven past nine when a blood-curdling scream echoed through the upper hallway of a Millbrook family home. A father jumped up from his usual spot on the sofa, where he had just started his usual routine of not thinking of anything in front of the TV, after a long day of thinking about getting home at work. The father, named Ted, rushed up the stairway to the bedroom of his daughter, named Ellie, whom he fathered with a mother named Helen. Ellie had become a difficult child since the family moved to Millbrook. Come to think of it, Helen became a lot more unpleasant as well to Ted. Ted didn't come to think of it with his attention focused solely on avoiding Ellie's toys littered on the dim stairs. Not that he sought out other times to think of it either. His mother had shown a poor teacher on the subject of sharing emotions, and Ted's father had shown a poor example of how to be in the general vicinity of one's own children. So then, quite logically, Ted had grown to become a man who found the comfort of his sofa and his arguably mild case of post-labor exhaustion, Enough of an excuse not to seek to bridge the growing tear in his relationship he was far too well aware of. Even the slightest show of care might have proven enough to prevent a Millbrook family from being swallowed whole, but Ted didn't deal with unpleasant prospects well. Where Ted never faltered, though, was an unmistakable and unconditional sense of fatherhood. If there was ever a peak male form, in moments like this, it just might have been that of a Millbrook man named Ted. His otherwise slouchy, slightly saggy, and severely sedentary body managed to reach speeds that would put any man to shame. After all, it was eight past his daughter's bedtime, and this was not an acceptable time for blood-curdled screaming. When Ted threw open the purple door to his daughter's bedroom, he found her in none of any of the situations that would justify screams this alarming. He found her, in fact, entirely alive and perfectly healthy by any standard of visual inspection. Ted had gone into fatherhood being told left and right about the difficulties and mental toll of raising a child. Someone, Ted thought often, should have at least notified him about how unnecessarily childish some children could be. Ted suppressed a flash of frustration as he stared at his daughter, who, now, for no specific reason, decided to thrash around in her bed a bed otherwise perfectly good for sleeping. She demanded a story, and not an interesting story, or at least one Ted hadn't already read to her a hundred times. No, a story about a princess, or maybe the one about the blue frog that sparkled when it croaked. She hadn't quite decided yet. Ted sat down at the edge of her bed, and with a sigh as he watched her skip across the room to her bookshelf. Daddy, a new book! Oh, thank you, thank you! She pushed the book in his hands and hugged him. Ted glanced around Ellie's tiny frame and saw a rather raggedy-looking hardcover. Its black cover carried the title, The Backwards Book, in its center. White letters that seemed to fade around the edges, giving it almost the appearance of glowing, but not quite. Ted frowned for a few seconds and guided Ellie under the covers. This was not the first time that Helen had brought home odd trinkets from one of her second-hand store strolls. And so, Ted defaulted to his habit of not really caring enough to bother questioning things. The first pages of the book were empty, but unlike its cover, the inside seemed brand new. Bright white, untouched pages. Daddy, Ellie whined. 
Ted flipped through some more pages as his daughter's tiny feet started to pitter-patter against his back in a rather annoying fashion. Go pick out another book, doll, Ted lamely breathed out. This one's empty. His thumb brushed the edge of the pages as he flipped through the entire book. Ted was already halfway in standing position when he reached the last pages and saw something. His buttocks still floating indecisively a few inches above Ellie's bed, Ted flipped back to find the page again. To start, find the end, it said. Ted dropped his buttocks down on the bed, missing one of Ellie's tiny feet just barely. Her objections went unheard as her father's thumbs worked their way around the pages. As if appearing out of nowhere, he found another page he must have missed. This one just read, They ran. Too late they ran, for to run away is to run towards the backwards man. Entirely inappropriate for a children's book. Entirely inappropriate for a book for any demographic Ted could think of, come to think of it. Images of strange folk danced through Ted's mind for a few seconds. Unkempt folk with wild hair and little concept of personal space and or hygiene. Out-of-the-box thinkers, as one would call them. At any rate, Ted could only imagine the kind of crowd he wouldn't wish to spend a minute with. What normal person would buy a book with just two printed pages in it all the way at the end? One of the oddballs in Ted's mind instantly grew the face of his wife, who, he realized, did actually buy such a book. A child screeched and thundered her soft pink fists on the bed behind Ted. It took him a second to let go of the image of his wife, now drinking cheap beer in the back of the minivan as her twelve best but least washed friends danced around a fire, before he recognized the little loud human as that of his own making. With Ted's curiosity entirely piqued, he managed only to murmur a few words halfway between an apology and an excuse before he started flipping pages again. Just, honey, wait. Daddy's going to... He flipped back to the page previous to the last one. A second. The last two words nearly fell out of Ted's gaping mouth. Perhaps it was the crudely drawn image of a child lying at the bottom of a flight of stairs that took Ted by surprise. Or perhaps what Ted found hard to process was that it seemed as if a new page kept appearing previous to the last page he flipped. Surely he could not have missed all three pages as he flipped through the book the first time. Ted flipped one page back. Once more, an image as if appearing out of nothing. A child throwing her tiny, unsocked feet down a flight of stairs, a dark, awkward figure drawn frantically right behind it. Another child was shoving her feet in Teddy's chubby side at the same time. Ted, however, didn't seem to have enough blood in his body left to feel it. He felt the blood rushing in his ears, his head starting to spin. Ted managed to worm himself in a position of such low esteem in his place of employment that he was delegated only the most mundane and meaningless tasks. He prided himself on this achievement. The way his career stagnated meant he would have to work well into retirement age to pay off his humble Millbrook home, but in return, work was mostly reading the paper and waiting to refill the printer. Ted often thought of this, grinning gleefully behind his cup of coffee as he saw his co-workers run from here to there and from there to elsewhere to further their career. But in a moment like this, Ted felt a sting of regret for being so wholly unable to comprehend something out of his comfort zone 
due to being so wholly satisfied with staying in it. This, of course, hardly helped, as his mind started whirling the more he flipped through the pages. The dark figure seemed to leap backwards, from each page to the previous one, hunting a child in reverse. Then a man, who seemed to have had his back torn open after stumbling on a toy in the hallway on the previous page. Both the man and the child retraced their steps to a bedroom, where what now was clearly a father reading a story, to what now was clearly his daughter listening to a story. Occasionally, Ted guided his left thumb over the remaining pages and glanced at them passing, just to make sure he wasn't making things up and there really wasn't any writing or images on the other pages. Ted managed to take control of his body again, at least to some degree. He almost fell over as he launched himself to a standing position, unintentionally pushing his daughter to the side. Ellie, incessantly screaming at this point, remained incredibly ignored. Her cries of, Daddy, reverberated to the tones of her heels repeatedly thumping on the wooden floor. This was a new situation for Ellie as well. She used to think that she had it all figured out. First, you throw a tantrum. Then, when you get what you want, you behave nicely, for minimum the time it takes to receive whichever it is you want. It seemed so logical to her that now, the first time it didn't work, she saw no other option than to increase the intensity and volume of her tantrum. It seemed like such a waste of all her hard work, as she had spent the last years training her father so he came running at her slightest screech. The hard work that goes into a well-crafted tantrum often goes overlooked, after all. Her father's mind went entirely blank. His grimacing face went stone cold in such a flash that it was almost audible. Even Ellie stopped for just about two entire seconds to look up at her father. Ted dove into the book again, flipping pages at an impressive rate, Ellie's feet starting up again and almost reaching the rate of Ted's racing heart. He flipped another page. A figure, though drawn as if in charcoal, crude and rudimentary, clearly a woman. Her figure peeked out from a cloak of darkness. A few lines to the side of her black-covered form made out to be a door in its frame. A closet door, perhaps. It was at this point that Ted heard a creaking, mere feet to his left. Ted clenched his jaw as he inhaled sharply, the hairs on his back standing up as his eyes opened wide. The closet door creaked, no doubt about it. He threw another look at the page and swore he could recognize his wife's face in the figure. The room was dead quiet now. Even Ellie's sobbing seemed to stop on a moment's notice. Ted turned his head towards her and made a mental note. For the first time in his life, Ted wondered if his soft treatment of her had taught her to fake tears to get her way. But Ellie wasn't paying attention to her father, and so hadn't noticed him noticing her trickery. Her eyes were fixed on the closet door, and as Ted realized this, any thoughts of his daughter faded once more. His wife was in there, surely. Perhaps, perhaps he was in over his head, and it was all a coincidence. The door creaked and opened just a tiny bit. He could swear he heard muffling. Ted leaped across the room and swung open the door, throwing the book aside. Ted Shirley was at his best when his family was in danger, a peak example of male prowess, protection as his single purpose, the speed of a gazelle. Though, as often the case, 
the mental capacity of a frog, or perhaps a slug, something slimy and unlikable at any rate. In all the commotion, Ellie glanced down at the heavy object thrown between her legs. If one Millbrook man had only taken one more second to flip one more page, there wouldn't have been one Millbrook child staring confusedly at a page of a woman cloaked in the darkness of a closet which looked a lot like hers. The door on this new page now opened enough to uncover a second figure behind the woman. A man of sorts, in a way. At least shaped somewhat like a man, with seemingly all the parts that make up a man, though very unlike any man Ellie had ever seen. Sitting with his spiny, rounded back towards the door, his ribs and bony hips nearly piercing through his skin. Thin streaks of black hair long enough to almost touch the ground, limbs frail-looking but upsettingly long, folded along all sides of the figure, aside from one hand twisted inhumanly and placed on the head of a dead Millbrook wife's head, keeping it upright. The man's head hanging backwards, down his back, as if his exposed, curved neck was broken or boneless, thin lips spread grinning above his sharp white eyes and veiny pale skin. An image that brought up all sorts of feelings of dislike in little Ellie. An ugly, unhappy image, unacceptably unfit for her perfectly pink bedroom with princessy purple doors. Another page flipped in the commotion. The last page. Or the first, depending on perspective, as all things. Both Ted and Ellie were too occupied to see the page. Ted trying his best to find his knees as he came face to face with his wife's body and the unlikely figure holding her head. Ellie in turn leaping from the bed and out of the room with screams of pure terror. It was at this moment that Ted's mind came up to speed and managed to put things together as the unwelcome guest's twisted limbs unfolding before him. The backwards man, Ted murmured as the hunt began. Internet privacy is becoming more and more important these days, and using a VPN in general is the best way to ensure you've got it. And ExpressVPN has everything you'd ever want and need in a VPN, and more. I've tried other VPNs, but once I started using Express months ago, I've never looked back. ExpressVPN works on nearly every computer, tablet, and mobile device, and contains a huge network of servers, over 3,000 spanning 94 countries, with great speeds. You can use it to unblock popular online services like Netflix and Facebook, and they value your privacy more than anything. There are no activity or connection logs, and they use PWC audited servers to confirm compliance with their privacy policy. They are just fantastic, and I could not be more happy to be partnered with them. So if you are interested in trying it out, you can go to expressvpn.com slash clancypasta, or click the link in the description for three months free when you order a 12-month subscription. Using my link, you get an awesome deal, and it helps me out a ton as well. Alright, so without further ado, here's the episode. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed tonight's story. If you did, make sure to check out more of the author's work in the episode description, and go to youtube.com slash clancypasta to hear new episodes first. And if you'd like your story featured in an episode, feel free to email it to clancypastastories at gmail.com. You can always get your creepy cool merch at teespring.com slash stores slash clancypasta store. 
and I hope you all have a great night. Cheers.